the Martin Kilbane Show. Meanwhile, in a hollowed-out volcano lair base, the terrorist organization Tactical Intelligence Terrorist Society, or TITS for short, are still plotting for world domination. Welcome, section heads. Now, you all know why we are here today. We have fire awareness training. This gentleman here, Terry, is from a fire protection service, and is here to make sure we don't die in a fire. So, excuse me, Mr. Zed, but we are in a hollowed-out volcano lair. Surely the chances of fire are high due to the temperatures and the magma. Yes, but after the training, we will be aware of the fire risks, so we can prevent them from happening. Besides, we aren't insured until we have this and you sign the disclosures. So, Terry, you better begin. Right. Uh, I've never done this before, training an evil organisation. Don't worry, pal. It'll be the last time you do it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Terry. It's an in-joke. Oh, I don't get it. Oh, don't worry. You will at the end. <laughs> Please, continue. Uh, well, can anyone tell me the four main contributors to fires? Smoking. Yes, that's one. Faulty electrics. Yes, electrics is another. Magma? Uh, no, no, magma isn't a main contributor to fires. It is in this place. Cooking. Yes, cooking is one. Anyone know what the last contributor is? Or rather, who the last contributor is to starting fires? Yes, that's right, I said who. <laughs> Anyone? Lulu? Lulu? No, I mean a little bleeder with a box of matches. That could still be Lulu. It's Lulu, isn't it? She's always bloody relighting fires. Bitch. No, I mean arsonists. Arson is the last contributor. Blimey, this is going to be a long day. Come in. Hello, Mr. Patterson. I'm here for the... The interview for the job, yes. Hello. Mark, isn't it? Well, sit down and let's start. So, what do you know about us and the job on offer? Well, I know that this is one of the largest supermarkets in Britain, and the job is shelf stacking and keeping products replenished. Yes, yes, good. Now, why do you think that you're the man for this job? Well, I have arms, so I'd say that was half the battle in shelf stacking, being able to lift stock. I see. Have you had any experience in working in any supermarket before? No, but having shopped here for quite a while, and from my experiences with your staff, I'd say that no one here does. Ha! I like a bit of banter. Tell me, Mark, when was the last time you did a service to someone which made them happy? Well, I'd say that that was in my last job as a secretary. Someone rang wanting to speak to a member of staff, and I put them through. In other words, you could say that I did my job. Hmm. Mark. Mark, Marky, Mark, Mark. Mr. Patterson. Mark. When was the last time you solved a problem unconventionally? Unconventionally? Oh, well, I 
guess there was this time when I was a prisoner in Iraq, and I managed to escape from an Al-Qaeda jail cell using a rubber band, a paper clip, a pencil eraser, and an empty carton of Cura. I fashioned a homemade explosive and blew the lock off. Really? No, of course not. My name isn't MacGyver. Christ, this is only a shelf-stacking job. Oh, it's a shame you aren't MacGyver. I would have hired him instantly. God, I adore Rich Dean Anderson. Um, Mr. Patson, can we get back to the interview? Mm, oh, yes, yes, of course. Sorry. So, Mark, Mark, what would you bring to the table that is this company if I hired you? Well, chairs, I suppose. Chairs? Yes. Chairs, so that I could sit down at the table that is this company. I see. And what about me? What about you? Would you leave me standing? That's very selfish, Mark. Oh, oh, I thought you would have brought your own chair. Well, what did you bring to the table of this company? I bring the cake, of course. I can't bring the chairs as well. Oh, well, I suppose I could bring an extra chair. No, no, you can't. Your hands are already full with the chair. Wait, Mr. Patterson, are you getting... Are you getting upset? No. If only Richard Dean Anderson were here, he'd know what to do. Anyways, I think we're done here. Thank you for coming, Mark. Yes, right, thank you. I don't suppose I got the job, then. We'll let you know. That's a no, isn't it? Yes. Just because of the chair. You can have my chair! Thank you, Mark. The interview is now over. Please leave me to my cake. Wait, do you really have cake? Or are you still talking about the metaphor? Oh, now I realise I don't have any cake either! This is a terrible day! And now, it's that time to join Brian Blessed as he works in an ordinary job in the many jobs of Brian Blessed. Greetings all! Today, I am outside wearing a lovely fluorescent coat. So now you can see me and hear me from five miles away. <laughs> Because today, I am a lollipop lady, or rather, a lollipop man. It is my job to get children from this side of the road to the other safely. And here's the first batch now. Hello, children. The road is clear. You may cross. <laughs> there. That was simple enough. Oh, here's some more. Come along. It is safe to cross. Oh, here comes the car. Carry on, younglings. Continue to the other side, for I shall protect you. Stop. Steal machination. Stop before I smite you with my staff of safety. Onwards, children. Oh, I can do that too. Honk, honk. Know what else I can do? Take out your headlights. <laughs> but the children have crossed. Ah, my headlight. This road is safe with me! <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the volcano base of tits. Okay then, so I'll leave you all with this story about a man whose flat gets set on fire. He leaves his flat, but then goes back in as he forgot about his jacket. So he went back in just to get it, he got trapped in the flat. A fireman went in to try to rescue him. They both died. 
Lesson there is never go back into a fire for possessions. Just leave everything. Your life is more important than that. Okay then, so, any questions? Yeah, I do. Um, that story, is it bullshit? Because I think it is. Yeah, I'm definitely calling bullshit. See, how do we know the man went back for his jacket? Did he shout it out loud in the street or something? We couldn't know why he went back in, could we? Um, yeah, he, he shouted it out loud. And, well, look, he's real and he's dead, okay? Really? What was his name? His name was, uh, Harry. Harry... Yes, Harry Hotpants. Harry Hotpants. Yeah, that was his name. Right, and how did you know him? You must have known him to find this story out, surely? No, I know the fireman. You know the fireman who died? So, who told you the story of the jacket? His wife. His wife knew about the jacket too? Yep. The whole fire brigade knew about it. Which fire brigade is this again? What's their watch called? Orange watch? Sure, it's not brown watch. Brown for bullshit. Okay, that's quite enough, number six. Thank you, Terry, for that enlightening talk. <laughs> enlightening. <laughs> like, like lighting a fire. <laughs> okay, yes. Well, thank you. Um, I'd best be going now. Oh, so soon? Okay, then. Goodbye. Now, that's the kind of firefight I'm good at. <laughs> ah, Pat, what can I get you? Pine of mark, please. Pat, I haven't seen you in ages. How was the farm? Good, thanks, Burn. Got a new dog recently. He's only a puppy, but he ate a whole can of dog food yesterday. Well, he probably doesn't know you have to take it out of the can first. <laughs> he just eats and eats. We're going to run out of dog food at this rate. <laughs> Here, do you know if you can feed a dog whiskers? Uh, probably. Why do you want to feed a dog cat food, though? To make him more agile and feline and clever. If you want your dog to be more feline, you know what you should have done? What? Gotten a cat instead. Feeding a dog whiskers. Did you not hear about Tommy the Thief? No. He ate whiskers as he believed it would be more helpful for him to be a cat burglar. So what happened? Did it work? Oh no, they got him all right. He was caught in possession of catnip. Oh, maybe I should just feed the pup lamb chops. Yeah, see? That's normal. Well, I do want him to be a sheepdog after all. Oh my. Well, whatever you do, don't do what Sally from the post office did. She really wanted one of those Dulux dogs off the TV. Poor thing. He did end up with a really glossy coat, though. Here, yeah, lads, all this talk of dogs remind me. My dog's got no nose. Oh, I am sorry to hear that. Terrible. Is it a rescue dog? No, no, no. My dog's got no nose. You say, how does he smell? Well, he can't if he has no nose, surely. Yeah, that would be taking the piss if we said that. Terrible. My dog's got no nose. How does he smell? Terrible. Oh, you mean his odour. Oh, well. Why does he smell? Don't you clean him regularly? Poor blighter. Got no nose and he's filthy as well. You're not treating him right. I'm in two minds to report you to the RSPCA. Ah, but it's a joke. 
It certainly isn't a joke. Ah, forget it. Thank you for listening to the Martin Kilbane Show, which was written by and starring Martin Kilbane. See you again next time. <laughs>